Hi guys, this is Watching People Cook, Master Chef Season 10, Episode 6 and Episode 7. I am Pepper Proxy. And I'm David. And I'm excited to talk about the top secret mystery box. <laughs> well, I'm excited to talk about that. Um, I think this episode was called Hot and Spicy. And then the second one, um, because it came up on our in our queue... It it's I thought it said Gordon takes a tart, takes a tart and I was like oh my but it's um Gordon makes a tart I thought it said takes on a tart oh maybe he takes on a tart maybe that's why I thought yeah it was takes a tart because Gordon like, takes Whoa. on a tart he's cheating on Tabitha I think that's his wife yes um so yeah so we start with the mystery box challenge. Um, there are only going to be three that get through with immunity with this challenge. And, um, it bummed me out because Joe says at the beginning, we're, um, we are down to 17 contestants. And I thought, oh my gosh, there's still 17 left. And over the course of the next two hours, we will eliminate one of them. What? Only one. So basically what they've done is they've made every other episode of this one where no one goes home. Oh, yeah, technically, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're right, technically. Um, yeah, I, I feel like they could maybe do a double um, elimination. At some point, for sure. Yeah, maybe hopefully next week. <laughs> so, well, we have... Well, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, the top secret mystery box. <laughs> now, what is the difference between a mystery and a secret? Because it's, it's... I don't think a mystery is always a secret. A mystery is just an enigma, where a secret is like a secret. So you don't think that there's a certain redundancy in saying top secret mystery box? Well, yeah, there is. But they were trying to do a play on words because we learned that Victoria's Secret former runway star Alessandro Ambrosio. No, I'm not saying her name right. She's a guest star, but she's there just to inspire the contestants. She's an actor, a loving mom. And a former runway model for Victoria's Secret. That's where the seat, the redundancy comes. Right. Um, so during this mystery box challenge, well, the mystery box is um, Latin, Brazilian specifically inspired because that's where she's from. But there are a lot of um, like uh, Latin Latin type foods. Um, there proteins. Are, there are tons of proteins that um, they can. They also have 60 minutes, which seems like a good amount of time. There's swordfish. A lot of people called it swordfish, but it's I think it's pronounced swordfish. Octopus, um, skirt steak, prawns, red snapper. Um, so it seemed like a pretty good mystery box, and they had a lot of um, choices of protein. Yeah, and they were supposed to give it a Latin flair yeah. in addition to that. And so I guess in the pantry there was a table of latin ingredients yeah yeah they were supposed to incorporate including um cactus is um nespolis nespolis um so anyway the contestants like run to the pantry get their ingredients figure out what they're going to make um so and during during the cook the judges are roaming around with spoons 
and they're tasting random items. And all I could think is, oh gosh, I sure hope they're using fresh fresh spoons for each taste. Well, everyone in England only has one spoon. And if they lose it, they starve to death. Also reminded me of that. It feels like you know we've talked about um, just different utensils, and it seems like the utensil of choice for um, Jeffrey Zakarian when Martha Stewart's on Chopped are chopsticks, right? And Martha's utensil is a chopstick for sure. Um, Jeffrey will switch back when she's not on, I've noticed. But it seems like the utensil of choice for MasterChef is the giant spoon. I know. I was I was thinking of a new product for work where the uh, chopstick was also a secret straw. <laughs> so Wait, that you could is taste, it a mystery so or a could, secret? <laughs> so you could take, uh, take a sip of sauce with your chopstick. I think they maybe make those. Do they? Huh? All right. Yeah. Um, I think I saw him down at Wajamaya, but I I could be just dreaming. Can I say one more thing about the guest judge real quick? Yeah. Um, she's there to inspire, not to taste. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I think, I, you know, maybe she wasn't tasting because um, they didn't want to put her life in jeopardy in case there was some undercooked protein. Maybe. Yeah, uh, I, don't yeah I don't know. No, Noah said it was like having an angel dropped into the kitchen. Oh, Noah. I, I have more thoughts on him. Um, we'll talk about him in a bit. Um, okay, so they roam around, they ask questions, and then they decide to pull five contestants for a more detailed um, tasting. But midway through the cook, there's a big twist. It's a surprise, and they need to make a ceviche. That's um, true. Yeah. Yeah. So a bunch of contestants are, um, they talk about being thrown off. Oh my goodness, I had a plan. I think Brie was one that like that said, oh, I have a plan and now it's tough. And then there were other ones that were easily adaptable, um, including Sarah, which that wasn't surprising to me. I mean, she is a secret agent right. of our government. A mystery agent. Um, so Noah... With his overalls and giant cross. And I know you mentioned it last podcast, but oh my goodness, it looks like either Noah is maybe getting smaller or that cross is getting bigger. It's a big one. And he sprints to the pantry at the very, very last minute. Um, Bree, um, who is called up to have more tastes, says um, she's a front runner because she speaks Spanish. Um, I'm not sure how speaking a language (laughs) equates to skill in cooking in that language because I am very fluent in English and I am not a good cook. I don't don't think those two... You can't make a, um, let's see, Yorkshire pudding. (laughs) Maybe I can make American cheese. Because I have an American accent. So. I think you could melt American cheese. I don't know if you could make it. Right. Um, she has good plating. I thought her plating looked delicious. Um, but they say her portions are too small. Um, but Joe says her ceviche was one of the best of the night. Mm-hmm. So Fred made red snapper. Um, and at the beginning of the cook, he does like this weird mini strip tease. Fred is the guy who looks like Howie. Um, 
But he also says he wants to literally jump off a bridge when they reveal the twist. Well, can I tell you what made me want to jump off a bridge? Is (laughs) a sleeveless hoodie. Because he was wearing a sleeveless hoodie. Well, there are two reasons for a sleeveless hoodie. Okay. You either work out all the time and you never have a point in your life where you don't want people to see your Your giant muscular arms. Or you have a tattoo that is part of your identity that if people don't see it, they're not going to remember your Raven Fred. (laughs) And then it will do it. But Fred has... Or there's a third reason. What's that? You are an extra on the TV show Pose. Oh, that's possible too, but but <laughs> so he's skinny Fred has a sleeveless hoodie on. I'm more concerned about his negative self-talk than I am the hoodie, but I hear you and I understand. Yeah, so I I think you should either start lifting weights or get a tattoo. <laughs> I don't think you should stop wearing the sleeveless so hoodie. So do you think it should be a raven? Um, I don't know. It's something something that's meaningful for What if him. it was Howie Mandel? <laughs> that that would be confusing to people. They wouldn't know where to look. <laughs> they'd they'd ask him, "Why do you have a tattoo of yourself with a perm on your arm?" <laughs> exactly. Maybe okay. maybe it could be Howie with the glove over his head. Okay, so next. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Um, so next, Sam is up. He says he's sacrificing something because he his son turns one today. However. In the following cook-off, he talks about his 11-month-old child. So I don't know if it's a real sacrifice or if it's a sacrifice the producers tried to, like, get out of him. But something's fishy. Andy said, um, I, I'm giving all of this stuff up for to be here, I don't, so I can't go home. And I'm like, well, you have a lot of reasons to go home. Yeah. It's, it's not like you can't go home. Yeah, it's it's weird. Um, but, um, I did think he was really receptive to Joe's pointers during the cooking because Joe's like, oh, you need to put some, Joe was surprising Mm -hmm. this whole week because he was very supportive. It felt like, and he gave really good feedback to the contestants, like helpful feedback about how to make course corrections. Um, but it was also weird. Sam was really weird because he broke the fourth wall, and he talked directly to the camera during the cook, mm-hmm. not during a talking head, which I was surprised the producers left that in. So, Well, which brings up another point about uh, this new hour-long episode. They left in a lot of things that they shouldn't have <laughs> left in the episode. People looking at the camera, the judges wandering around with spoons, <laughs> dipping them into things and not reacting to yeah. anything. There's a lot of stuff in there. I'm like, maybe that would be cut. Yeah, I think that maybe. I, I'm just so looking forward to when we only have one episode to watch. <laughs> so next is Overly Confident Evan. And he says 60 minutes for um, these proteins is like a decade for him. Um, and he thinks um, he thinks he's really good. He also, I noticed, talks with his hands a lot. More yeah. than even I do. Yes. Um, and he gives Joe and Aron a ton of lip when they question his choice of cooking his steak in a nonstick pan. And I know you have a theory about this. Well, the theory is they are, as we said last time, they are sponsored by a cast iron pan company. 
So a, Lodge, which is a good, so, affordable cast iron pan, not course, sponsored. <laughs> of course, Aron and Joe have to point out the benefits of cooking steak in a cast yeah. iron pan as opposed to a non-stick pan. Yeah. But um, I don't, I <laughs> that was part of it. But then Aron said, I can't believe you're busting our balls. Yeah, he's, he's like, you know what, Evan? You don't have to bust our balls. And um, Joe then says, the shit you dole out will come back at you. Um so he beeped, they beeped it out though. Oh yeah. Oh, do we need to like? We don't have to beep that. No. You, can, I can say that. Um, but okay. So I also wrote down that Evan is an amazing villain. Yeah. Like so much so that I um, believe him to be a plant. Yeah. In this show. Um. So we'll move on to Nick next. Um, so he is also one of the, um, contestants called for tasting. He says he's distracted to, um, and having a hard time slicing radishes because of the Victoria's Secret model, Alessandro. Um, they talk about, they're trying to play up his Harvard angle, but I don't think that it's really working. Um, I love that Aron called him Amigo. Um... (laughs) I'm not sure what the Harvard angle is supposed to play up. Are we supposed to feel like sorry for him because he went to Harvard? Well, I think he's in the middle of his studies because he's only 22. So, well, I guess that's that's the end of your studies. He could be done. I I feel like maybe he like he's taking a hiatus from his studies to be on the show. I I don't know, but it seemed pretty lame. Um, But. I did think Nick's Brazilian um, cheese tacos looked delicious. Nice. Looks so good. They say his ceviche is a little too hot because of the scotch bonnet peppers. Um, okay, so Katora is also sporting giant crosses, but they're on her ears. She is. And we find out that um, her parents are diplomats and she's been traveling around the world yeah. expanding her palate. Oh, yeah. And I think she's also pretty charming. And she also is able to compare herself to an angel and get away with it. That's right. So um, Sherry is making a cactus salad and cilantro rice with red snapper um, or nospales, nospales, um, the cactus. Um, And when they're tasting her food, because she's pulled for further tasting she gets some wows the judges are like mmm mm, good season good seasoning um and gordon even says her ceviche is mind-blowing yeah and when he first uh talks to her he says the curry is off the menu yeah right um so um next we have wuta and he made swordfish and yucca, yucca, yucca. Well, they one of them says yucca because they think it's going to be pasty, but it's yucca. But is it also called um, cassava? I think it might, must be. Um, but Aron gives him um, feedback during the cook, and he's really receptive to it, which I liked. Um, but it was the only time we heard, that's me on the plate. In this episode. Uh, yep. In this episode. Um, but they're, they're in the next episode, there was someone else who said... No, they said it in this episode, too. There were two times someone oh, said Oh, okay. I can't wait for you to tell I, me. I can't remember who it was. Oh, Michael. 
Oh, Michael, when he was talking about his fiance for the ninth time. He said that himself, this is himself on a plate. Oh, okay. Well, we'll, we'll get to him in a I sec. noted it. Okay. And then we also hear that Wuta um, tasted his fish by eating some and spitting it out. Um, they liked a ceviche. It said it, they said it was bright and super tasty. Okay, so now we had a conversation at this point in the show about Gordon Ramsay's hair. Oh, because we had to pause for a second. Yeah. So he was on the screen pause. Yeah. And it, he did look heat misery. Well, you said heat misery, and and I would have never guessed this, except I have a new obsession on YouTube, and I think I told you about this yesterday, and it is men who have it's called the man weave, um, and one of the um, YouTube barber they're barber these guys are barbers. They're phenomenal. Um, and the guy's name is um, Ad- not Adrian, Adrian the Barber. And they they do these amazing, they're not even toupees. They're like glue and clippers. And like, it's amazing what they do. And now that I've watched a couple of those, more than a couple, uh, let's be honest, <laughs> I, I have watched a good amount of those videos I wonder if maybe Gordon has a little weave of his own going on. The very top. Well, maybe. I. You know, I am no expert in the weave. I'm trying to become one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then we, um, we turn the show back on. Um, we see Liz. She makes swordfish. Um, she was very, very receptive to feedback. And you can kind of tell she's a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also learned that she used to work in Mexico. Which uh-huh. I'm, I'm wondering exactly what she did. Um, Dorian, who has now replaced one of my favorites, because my one favorite is no longer a favorite, and we'll get to her in a minute. Um, she makes octopus. Micah just says, I want to get up on that balcony. So Michael um, made grilled sh- um, shrimp with snapper orange kumquat ceviche. He, uh, he has sacrificed a trip to Puerto Vallarta with his fiance um, to be a part of the show. Mwah. They said his dish looks better than it tastes um, and it needs more heat and salt. Huh. And then we learned that Renee, who has a secret. Has a secret. We learned that she's wearing lingerie. Victoria's secret lingerie. Yeah, and Renee is the one that used to be my one of my favorites. She is so far from a favorite right now. What happened? Well, we can talk about it in the next episode. All right. But far from a favorite. Okay, so final judgment. There's a fake out because Liz, Sam, and Fred, they're they're all called. Um, and then the um, judges, Gordon says, you have the worst <laughs> dish of the night. Fred, you can't eat seeds. And then Sam, he didn't say this, but this is what I wrote. Sam, your corn, your corn is juvenile. Yeah. Well, he, he said he played it at like a 12-year-old. Yeah, because and I do I have got. to say. Yeah, he totally did. Because um, his, his plate was pasty. And as Ann Burrell says, brown food good. <laughs> right. He had no brown food. He had one piece, one kernel of brown, I think. <laughs> and I, I also have to say with Fred's, with the inedible seeds that he put in there to add some crunch, 
it achieved its purpose. <laughs> yeah. I thought Fred's plate looked good, but man, I wouldn't want to eat that. Stones add crunch. <laughs> I learned that as a small child. Exactly. Po- popping tar bubbles in the street. Yes. Um, so each judge picks a favorite. Um, Aron picks Nick. Um, we have Gordon picks um, Sherry, which I, you know, she, she still is in my top, and she's moved away from her curry. Um, and then Joe says he'd eat at Wuta's restaurant. He likes his style, and he picked Wuta as his favorite dish. And then Wuta does like an X symbol with his arms. He did like a. Oh, was it? What was the one? The wrestler. Uh, to uh, X Pac. X Pac, did he do that, or did he do that with his crotch? That that was a crotch related <laughs> signifier. Yeah, <that's laughs> this right. is just an, I just didn't know I didn't know that the X like I had been chosen or what the what the deal was. Okay, with that. well, good for I'm glad he is safe. He's one of the three safe. Okay, so anything else from the first episode? No. Okay, so should we go on to the next episode? Yes. Okay, so it's Elimination Challenge Night 2. So, um, Gordon, um, he, what did I say? He takes a tart? Takes on a tart. Yeah. Okay, so Gordon takes on a tart. We get a demo from him. He actually makes a tart to tan, um, and his is pear caramelized with a creme anglaise. Creme anglaise. And can I just say, from his demo, they did one thing that I wish they had continued uh, throughout the episode, which is um, when he set the pan on fire and did the poured it over. They turned all the lights out. Yeah. And they didn't do that during the rest of the show, which would have been awesome because then we would have been able to see Suba's arm on fire. His flipping arm. Totally caught on fire. That man, he probably didn't have a lot of hair to begin with, but he, and he played it off. I was like, good on you, yeah, Suba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Gordon Ramsay. Rushed over there. Heroically grabbed the pan away from him. Yeah. And was like, D- stop touching that. And even yeah. finished the, the pour for yeah. him. Because he's like, I'll just do it. Yeah. That was yeah. exciting. I thought that was exciting. I wish the lights had been off for that though. But I suppose turning the lights off while other people are cooking is a bad idea. Yeah. Because some of them don't have the best knife skills yet. Or night vision. <laughs> so I remembered when we talked last week about the ch- the delicious chicken dish. Um, Zuni is the restaurant down in San Francisco. Okay. It's so good. But it made me think, this episode made me think of something else because there is a place called Tartine, Tartine, Tartine down there. Oh my gosh. The best pastries. Um, maybe on par or even better than Macarena. All right. Yeah. Um, so we have Renee in, okay, so Renee, who used to be one of my favorites, is no longer. Let me tell you why. She grabs so many flipping peaches, and then one of the other contestants, and I don't know who it was, kind of says, well, you're never going to use it. You don't need all those peaches. She like gives him lip back and says, first comes, first come, first serves. And I was like, ah, that's not, I don't like that. I know. And, and um, 
she was wearing uh, Victoria's Secret lingerie while she said it. Yeah, so Renee, sorry, sorry, sweetheart, you're going to have to redeem yourself. Because I even wrote, yikes. Yikes like, about the 21 peaches. Yeah, I mean, a couple other people got peaches too. And they didn't serve her well anyway. She didn't do a great job. But it was like, dude, don't be such a um, model. <laughs> a Victoria's Secret model. Um, okay, so we also learned that Noah, with his giant cross, he weighed over 400 pounds. I know. I thought that was an interesting factoid. Um, and he is very tall. He looks like he's, my guess would be 6'8". Yeah, I think they said it at the very beginning he was like 6'8", six, 6'7", or 6'8", yeah. Yeah, and so that means a lot different. I mean, it's 400 pounds is still a lot, no matter how tall you are. But it means a way different weight yeah. than it would otherwise because yeah. he's probably 280 290 now on the show yeah how much do you think that cross weighs around his neck i don't know <laughs> i don't know it's a lot it's a couple pounds Mm-hmm. can i also say yeah. one more thing about the challenge sure they all had to use a cast iron pan lodge a lodge, lodge cast iron pan. <laughs> but there, I noticed their lodge cast iron pans did not have the little red um, protector handle yeah. that mine does. The one I got you, yeah. It it said, um, and that's been helpful and good. It's like yeah. a little silicone sleeve that fits over the handle. Yeah. I melted it though. I think I told you. Yeah. That. yeah. Well, life goes on. We're not sponsored by Lodge, but we would be. <laughs> Give us a call. Okay, so Arone um, gives. Um, Jamie a nickname. Jaime. Jaime. Mm-hmm. And then, was it Joe or um, Gordon's like, what did you call him? And he's like, that's how you pronounce it in, in Latin America. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cute. Okay. I so, guess I guess he won't mind being called Aaron by everyone then. <gasps> oh, yeah, that's right, Aron. Better be careful. <laughs> that's a double standard. <laughs> so Katura decides to go with pineapple. That's what I said. Because Renee Sassy Frass took all the, the peaches. And she decided to go with pineapple and tears. I know. Well, I don't think that they were really real tears because... No liquid came out of her eyes. So you think they were crocodile tears? Well, are crocodile tears the giant ones? I think they're just fake tears. Oh. Well, yeah. I think there was a little um, dramatic um, license happening there. But Gordon calls her brave for picking the most difficult fruit. Um, Sam also picked pineapple. He wasn't called brave. And then there was a little bit of trickery before the commercial break and after. Yeah, because before the commercial break, it sounded like Gordon Ramsay said this could send this this will send you could send you home. Then after the break, he's like, if this pays off, it won't send you home. You're gonna be a superstar, basically. Right. Yeah. So they kind of played that both ways to make it dramatic before and then kind after the break. Yeah. Yeah. So we go to Sarah. I think okay, so she is one of the peach people. Her peaches were so flippin' giant, no wonder she burnt her caramel, because those peaches were so big. She just took the stone out, and then just put the whole peach in. <laughs> That'd be hard to do. I know, but she's capable because she has knife skills from her, her uh, interrogation techniques. Oh, I don't want to hear about that. We were talking about that earlier on our walk, I don't want to hear about that. Um, okay, so we go to Michael, who cannot stop talking about his fiance 
It's weird. I didn't even write down anything that he cooked because I was like, oh my gosh, this man is talking about his fiance one more time. I'm just tired of his, um, I'm tired of his fiance and I'm tired of the house flipping. Yeah. It initially started with the house flipping. Oh, I know stress. I'm a house flipper. Yeah. He's kind of a one note. Well, he hasn't really shown much personality. Yeah. Like, Suba has his notes, but yeah. he's full of personality. Yeah. Well, maybe that means Michael's going to make it far. I think I said this earlier. He might make it far. He might. And he'll, he'll come out swinging in later episodes. So we go back to Evan. I was surprised to learn he's only 36 years old. Um, and he also talks about his package. So when he, because um, Joe says, um, you need to be the complete package. And then Evan says, I have plenty of package. And then I swear to God, he like does an X-Pac Expat crash chop. And it's like, this guy can't be real. I, he, he is a super villain. I wrote, he must be a plant. And he also called his, his dish sexy. Which is, I know is on your pet peeve Ugh. list. But I, he's, he is, um, yeah, I, he is very unlikable. Yeah. Like, and it's so a, much so I thought it was a f- facade. Yeah, and I don't think it's a facade. I think he's. I think he's just. I, I think they were lucked into getting an unlikable guy. Yeah. And I think that they thought he would go further. Yeah. Than he did. Whoops. But spoiler, spoiler. Well, I mean, it doesn't really matter. So Micah burns his caramel or car- caramel, depending on where you're from. Um, but unlike Sarah, he started over and I did like that Sherry, who's still one of my favorites, she's like shouting out words of encouragement from the balcony. Um, so it kind of feels like the producers are trying to get us to root for Micah a little bit. Um, Sherry was also giving lots of words of encouragement to a lot of people. And unlike, um, the, who's the guy with the cross and the giant overalls? Uh, Noah. Unlike Noah? Sherry's were kind of tender, and I really liked it. Where Noah was just kind of like, "Oh, dude, simmer down." Yeah, I, I, um, I thought so. I thought she's very, very pleasant. Yeah. So Dorian puts pecans in her crust. Mm-hmm. She's now she's replaced um, Renee for me. Okay. Um, and then I said, "Oh no, um, Suba." He yanked out the rose water and cardamom, which they ended up liking. They said it was good. It, it just did they really like it, or did they just feel bad because his arm caught on fire? <laughs> I'm not sure. It was it, but it did not sound good. But when he tasted his own food, his eyes rolled back in orgasmic delight. I know. He was Sula. like, he was like, this is so good. And then he's like, I'm taking the spoon and tasting it again because it was so good. He double dipped. He double dipped. Oh, I didn't catch that. Double dipper. Oh, well, he gets a pass because of the the fire catastrophe. <laughs> okay, so Fred w- started out super confident because he's the only contestant that has made Tartatin, um, but he really struggled. He totally panicked. He put it back in the oven, and then he start he says, "This is my death dish. I don't like that negative self talk." I know he's. I feel bad for him. He's not confident. I know. And he talked about cooking for his office, too, which he does seem like the kind of guy that would just be bringing yeah. baked goods into the yeah. office. Yeah. Maybe if he did get a tattoo, he'd have more confidence. Maybe. And sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> so we go to the the top. Di- we, we, we go through the dishes. So we're not done yet because there's 
more judging. So Michael has the best dish. And I said, I bet his fiance is proud. Brie, Dorian, Liz, Renee, Noah, Jamie, or how does Aron say his name? Jaime? Jaime. And then Micah. Those are the ones that are called to make it through. Now they're going to taste the worst dishes. And I was like, shoot. When is this going to be over? I know, because they're trying to stretch it out. And I guess that uh, cooking demonstration did not add enough time to the episode. And they put Suba's arm fire up too fast. They did. (laughs) If the arm fire, which was the most dramatic part of the episode, had gone on longer... We wouldn't have as much judging. They should have had the medics um, from last week. There. That's right. Yeah. They should have rubbed a cream on Suba's arm. And, and you know how they put the finger cots on? When yeah, you a giant arm cots. They should have given him like a, a, a cot sleeve. Oh, I like that. Or glove as they're called. <laughs> so Katura is, they taste her pineapple and of course she's redeemed. Um, Sam also is pulled down to have a taste of the worst so weird. That's so weird. Why do they want to eat stuff that they don't want to eat? Um, so we learned that you can't caramelize a chunk. Right. Um, but Joe liked that he used coconut milk instead of cream or milk in his uh, creme anglaise. Um, so Sarah has a peach catastrophe. Um, but to me, it seemed like hers was probably pretty bad. But it doesn't seem like they want to send her home at all. No. They want to keep her around. Because hers was super dark. And they even slammed her dish when they were tasting someone else's dish. They were like, this is a lovely golden brown color. Not like Sarah's pit of hell. Yeah. and then Black, dark one. And then they're like, but she's all right. They're like, (laughs) it tastes like... And they were like naming off like four or five things. It's like, oh, it's it's acidic or it's... Like, it was bad. But she's safe. Um, Suba, um, his dish looks so bad to me, but Aron loved that rose water and cardamom creme anglaise. Um, and Gordon liked the flavors too, so he was safe. Um, and so, um, Evan, um, who has giant pit stain, oh, we'll, we'll talk about Fred. So Fred didn't look good. Um, Joe calls it applesauce. But Gordon went really easy on him because I think he really understood that Fred was maybe having a, a real panic attack, not like a fake one. No, he and Fred freaked out. Totally. Because Fred Fred could have come back from everything that happened to Fred. Fred was the, the author of his own problems. I know. And I wish it weren't the case because he does seem like a very sweet man. Yeah. I guess I can... I. I understand what that feels like, so I have a lot of empathy for Fred. Yeah. Um, And then Evan, with his giant pit stains, um, I just wrote they gave him so much shit that it felt fake. Like, he was like a fake contestant, and he's there for drama, and he's very confident. He doesn't like cast iron pans? No. He give it, he talks about his package. Like he's like, this guy can't be for real. But they send him home. Which is a, kind of a twist. A huge twist to send the best villain home this early. Yeah, and but it also like and this this plays into my idea that it was not a fake because um he was nasty after he left. Well, yeah, and he does those weird prayer hands when he's leaving. I also noticed he had like 
this weird gold chain around his neck. Well, but the, then what did he say? Well, he was, and and this is this is from watching Chopped episodes. Yeah. In a Chopped episode, all you have to say after you leave is, "I'm very sad to leave." You can even say, "I thought my dish was the best out of it," but I'm really proud to be competing with yeah. those people. It was so nice. Instead, he's like. I was the best cook there. They're crazy. Yeah. And it was just like a, a shocking, shocking admission of unlikability. And ego. And ego where it's yeah. just like, and, and I, I hate to say it, but it's like demonstrably you've been shown not to be the best The best. Chef. Yeah. yeah. And no humility. No humility at yeah. all. And, and not even to say, because a lot of the times when people think they're the best chef, they'll say, I had a bad day. Right. Which right. he didn't even say, yeah. I think I'm the best chef there, but I had a bad yeah. day. He was just like, yeah. they were out to get he me. He was a giant a-hole. Yeah, he was He was just a jerk about the whole the whole thing, yeah. which such a weird note to leave on when you're on a reality show. Because yeah. as we say when we watch these, you know... You, you have a life after that. You have a life after that, and you, you can win the show without winning the show. Right. Always. Yes. And, you know, and a lot of times people win by lasting longer. I know at my work, we had someone apply who was a villain on a reality show. And they said, I was just playing a part in the show. I wasn't really that way. Uh-huh. And then we watched some of the videos and we were like, I don't even want someone who can pretend to right. be that person right. here. And I, when he says, oh, I want a culinary career, it's not like you would watch that show and be like, I really want to partner with that guy. Yeah, I want this guy in my kitchen. Right. Yeah. So that to me is such a weird telling yeah. thing about all of those. Yeah. The, the attitude is very important. Well, I'm, my, I'm hopeful that the replacement villain is going to be Renee. Yes. I hope that's the case. Because that I will be doing a flip flop with her, and th- which is great, yeah. and she's she's going to be digging into her secret mystery box yeah. of lingerie, <laughs> lingerie, and lodge cast iron skillets. <laughs> yes, well, maybe she'll turn against the skillet in the next episode. That seems to be what defines a villain <laughs> right. in this show. Somebody they'll be like, "We're cooking breakfast," and she'll be like, "They're like, why are you using a nonstick pan for those eggs?" And she's like, "It's easier to clean afterwards." And they'll yeah. be like, "A cast iron yeah. skillet will retain the heat longer." Right. Yeah. So, so you guys, let us know who you want to see as the next villain. Um, I'm anxious to anxious to Fred. Oh no, no, Fred. <laughs> Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.